not going to be one of those money coaches that's like, sell your car, sell your grandma. If you really believed in yourself, then you would find the money. That is not the way. (laughs) Oh my God. I believe you believe in yourself. I believe you can believe in yourself and not be able to afford something, like literally not be able to afford something. And also I believe that you can believe in yourself and have feelings and doubts and worries about investing. I think all of those things can be true. It does not mean you don't believe in yourself. It means there's either a practical thing happening or there's a feelings-based thing happening. Welcome back to Money Making Women. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to make more money without leaving their integrity behind. I'm Ray Dodd, a money coach and mentor, and my favorite thing in the world is seeing people who have either underestimated themselves or have been underestimated by society make more money. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hello. I'm so excited to be doing this episode. It's my first solo episode in quite a while. However, just as I've sat down to do it, somebody is mowing their lawn. Of course they are. So I don't think you're going to be able to hear that. But if you can, I'm a human that exists in the world. And so do other humans. So guess what? Can't always get rid of those noises. So yeah, I'm really excited to be doing a solo episode again, because I haven't done one for a while. But fear not, I have lots planned. I'm actually a bit bursting with stuff I want to talk about, which is kind of a good place for me and kind of a tricky place because I get myself in a bit of a like, ah, what to do next? You also might be able to hear my husband downstairs. Because I said to him, I'm coming upstairs to record a podcast. Can you make sure that you're quiet? And I can hear him being really loud. It's fine. My marriage will be fine. (laughs) What am I talking about? So yeah, I've been really enjoying doing the interviews we've been doing. I keep saying this on Instagram, and I'm going to tell the story of this at some point. But if you go back to my old podcast, which is called Finding the Space, you'll find an episode where I talk about my failures and stuff like that. And I talk about the fact that I actually had a podcast that I tried and never even released it. And then I had that last one. I think it was called, I can't remember what it was called. That's terrible. Taking up space. I don't know. The other one. (laughs) Oh God. And that didn't really, that kind of petered out. So like this podcast was my third try. And and if I'm honest, I wasn't sure. I'm like, well, am I going to make this one work or am I going to? This is not going to happen, but it's been brilliant. And I'm loving hearing all your feedback about it. Please do leave us reviews and comments because they mean a lot and they really help me out or help us out with the podcast because there's a team behind it. So yes, thank you so much for your support on it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this very episode as well. Recently, behind the scenes, and one of the reasons that these solo episodes haven't been happening is because there's been a lot happening behind the scenes in the business. And I'm going to do a separate episode on this but I decided to kind of go more slowly in the business, like coming into this year. And that's been really brilliant. It was a real instinctual kind of like, I need to slow down feeling. And actually what's come from that is just a real seeing everything I do from a slightly different angle. And I'm really excited for where everything's going, not just like the different offerings I'm going to have or the simplified offerings actually, but also just in terms of the message and in terms of what, the purpose of what I do is and the impact that I so wanted to have on those of you that are listening to this. So today I wanted to talk about something that comes up in businesses I've put from time to time but I feel like it's it's a really big part of running a business and that is what do we do when we want to invest in something but we just don't feel 
like we can right now. We feel like we can't afford it. We feel like is now the right time. All sorts of things come up when we see, and it can be all sorts of things, by the way. It can be, you know, it could be a team member you're wanting to invest in. It could be a course. It could be a piece of equipment that's going to change things up for you. It could be outsourcing something. It could be a new website, be a coach or a consultant or a mentor. Like there's lots of ways that this crops up in business. And honestly, I don't think you're going to get through your time running a business without this cropping up in some way. No, all businesses require investment and we are not always going to feel like we're in 100% the right place to do it. Sometimes we will. So what can we do about it? Now, I want to start this off by saying I'm not going to be one of those money coaches that's like, sell your car, sell your grandma. If you really believed in yourself, then you would find the money. That is not the way. (laughs) Oh my God. I believe you believe in yourself. I believe you can believe in yourself and not be able to afford something, like literally not be able to afford something. And also I believe that you can believe in yourself and have feelings and doubts and worries about investing. I think all of those things can be true. It does not mean you don't believe in yourself. It means there's either a practical thing happening or there's a feelings-based thing happening. And both of those things can be true. And I also think it's really important to acknowledge, and I think I'm gonna say this again in a minute, But to acknowledge that sometimes we can't afford things. There is this kind of thing perpetuated, particularly in the online business world and and the money coaching world, where it's like, it's almost like it's mythical that you wouldn't have the money for something. And that's just such bullshit. It's such bullshit. So there's that. And I'll get back to that in a minute. My tip number one, and actually it refers to what I just said, is check so you've you found something you want you you feel like you want to invest in it feels like a good thing the first thing to always check is am I being pressured in any way into buying this can it wait and this is something for you to figure out people always ask me when I'm running a course you know how do I know if now's the right time and I always say I cannot answer that for you and generally with my courses most of the time they're going to be coming back in a few months. Does that mean that you shouldn't take a leap to invest in something? Not necessarily. Check if you're being pressured into it. Check if you are being told that there is a deadline that maybe doesn't exist. So there is a shady practice and I'm particularly thinking about a lot of courses and things. There are some course providers that will say, you know, it's closing and it's not. It's either it's evergreen or it's going to open again in a few months. They might say, so for example, if a course of mine, the price was going up, I would just be honest and say, yes, but the price will be going up. And then you as the adult in the situation, not that I'm not an adult, but you know what I mean? Somebody that I trust to make decisions for yourself, you get to decide, okay, am I, is now the right time? Do I want to spend less or do I want to wait a little bit and I'll spend more, but the timing will be better. So are you being pressured? Are you being made to feel like unless you invest in this, you'll never do any good? Check the way the sales copy is written. Sometimes sales copy will be written in a way that's like, basically, you're terrible, you're terrible, you're terrible. Your only solution is my course. Again, run, run, run from stuff like that. Are you being promised things that seem too good to be true? They probably are. I've heard tales, so many tales 
of people being told that if they pay X amount, they will 10X their income. That's always the one. So pay me 10K, I'll make you. And now I can't do that. That is a hundred grand, right? (laughs) I'm not a maths coach. It's really important to say. So just check, pay me 25K, I'll make you a million. First of all, really? Everybody? It's not going to work for some people. It may have worked for some, but it's like that idea that, you know, if you're making that investment because you're like, this will definitely get me here. Be really wary of people that will say that. Secondly, be mindful of, cool. So you're saying within six months, I'm going to make this much money. Is that actually going to be sustainable for your business? Are they teaching you about the infrastructure you need in order for that to happen? The team, the systems, this idea that you can just grow your business. And again, I'm going to say this a lot because I've got a lot of podcast episodes planned in my head. It might be an Instagram post. It might be a podcast. It's probably going to be both. But there is a need to savor and in fact, aim for slower growth. Fast growth most of the time does not work out because people don't have the systems in place. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the mindset. They don't, they haven't grown alongside it as a person. And you get this really rapid growth and it leads to really difficult things. A lot of businesses that does not work well for some of them fold, some of them struggle along and fix it in a bit, but it's not necessarily something to be lusted after and emulated. And so be aware of that. If they're saying to you, I'm going to grow your business in a matter of months, be really wary if they're saying you're going to make this much money and it'll only take a matter of months. That happens, but it doesn't happen for the majority of people. And I really don't think it's something, don't believe it's something to be chasing. So be wary of investing in in quick fixes particularly where income's concerned. Be wary of where you're being pressured by time, like I just said, and just really check in with yourself. Do I feel like I need this or am I being told I need it? Am I being told I have to have it, that I should want it? What do you think? What is your gut telling you in this situation? What is your intuition saying? And then my second point is where we get into some trickier, murkier, nuanced parts. It's probably the most nuanced uh, point of the whole podcast, of the whole episode. So number two, you want to invest in something. Your immediate thought is, I can't afford it. Your second question needs to be, is this a feelings-based thing or a factual one? Am I having a feeling about whether or not I can afford this or are my thoughts based in facts? Like I said earlier, of course, sometimes we can't afford it. And sometimes we officially could afford it, but we have all the buts. Money is often our go-to excuse when we feel scared, unworthy, unsure of whether we can trust ourselves, unsafe. If we default to, I can't afford it, we save ourselves from having to delve any deeper. One little trick you can use when it comes to this, one little trick you can use when it comes to this, something that can help preempt 
this way of thinking or falling into this pattern of thinking. And that's the thing to remember. Like if this is a way you've thought a lot, I, for instance, didn't grow up in a house with a lot of money. I was very used to hearing, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. And so it becomes just something that comes up in your head all the time. So a way to kind of change that up, a little tip on that is to stop saying, I can't afford this and that and start saying, I'm choosing to spend my money elsewhere or on X. And this can feel really kind of weird at first, a bit odd. I honestly, (laughs) I honestly used to say, I'm choosing to spend my money on food right now. And then I would laugh at myself, but it's kind of useful that it feels silly because if you find yourself thinking, oh, like I want to invest in this thing, Ray says, <laughs> check if it's a feelings-based story or a factual one. And I start saying, well, I'd love to invest in that program but or that thing for my business, but I'm choosing to spend my money on food right now. I'm choosing to spend my money on paying myself right now, which we have to do an episode on this somehow. Hmm. I'll find out. I might get a guest on for this, but please, if you're not paying yourselves, start working on paying yourself, even if it's a small amount. That is my uh, announcement, my public service announcement for the day, but we'll do, we'll explore that more in another episode. But yeah, it might feel silly, but it puts it into perspective, doesn't it? If you say, I'm choosing to spend my money on food right now, it's like, oh, come on. Okay. Maybe right now I can't afford this thing. And I've got a tip for when you're in that space like later on in the episode. So bear with me anyway. So it's okay that it feels silly, like allow it to. If I'm choosing to spend money on food, then that tells me something. But if I'm choosing to spend my money on dresses and houseplants or another book when I haven't read loads of the other books or another course when I haven't done those courses, or any number of things. Maybe you haven't checked through the systems you use. Like I know we use, and we're trying to get this down in my business. We use so many different programs and apps and and all different things that are meant to make your life easier, but you want to check that you're using them. So if that's the situation, if you're like, well, I'm choosing to spend my money on books that I don't read. Oh, what would happen? How much money would I have if I stopped doing that? What would that mean? So that is a very different scenario. So again, get honest with yourself. What are your concerns? So once we've kind of dealt with, is this feeling or is this fact? The next point is by saying I can't afford it, what are you avoiding thinking about? What is your brain protecting you from? Things I hear are, I'm worried I won't make the most of my investment. I'm worried I'll never make that money back. Remember, courses should give you a return on investment. We're going to talk about that, I think, next. Although that can look lots of different ways. And again, I'm going to go over that more in a second. Maybe you're not used to spending those kinds of amounts of money. The first time I ever bought an e-course, I think it was around 300, 350 pounds. It was terrifying. I was really unsure of what I was doing. But honestly, that investment is why we're sat here. It's how I got to this place. And I remember now, like thinking about it, I had all sorts of stories because I'd invested in some training. So when I was a hypnobirthing teacher, so I'd invested in the training to be a hypnobirthing teacher. Loads of these sorts of courses, they don't actually say much about how to run the business. So this was about running a business. And it introduced me to this whole world, essentially. And without that investment, you wouldn't be listening. I wouldn't be sat here. But I always feel sick when I make an investment in my business. 
always. It doesn't mean it's wrong. We'll talk about that more in a second. Perhaps you've been burnt in the past. Perhaps you've invested in a coach, in a program, and actually they didn't deliver what they said they would. And this is the thing as coaches and course providers, we can't promise the results. Like I said, when people tell you that X, Y, Z will definitely happen, be wary of that. However, we do need to be delivering what we've set out will deliver. If it's on the sales page that we will be showing up at certain points, then we need to be doing that. And so if you've been burnt in the past from an investment, and it might not be a coaching program, it could be that you have this really strong feeling that this would be a good next step, like this piece of equipment or this team member, and it didn't work out. That could be why. However, we obviously can't go on in life not investing in our businesses. There are no businesses that require no investment at any point. There are different levels for sure but it's going to happen. Perhaps spending money feels frightening because you've been taught that being good with money means not spending it. And that's a really huge thing for a lot of people. If I was good with money, I wouldn't be spending it. I'd be saving it. Trust me, the rich businessmen of the world did not get there by simply saving. That's not what they did. I'm not saying that's not a part of it. I'm just saying they also had to invest and some of those investments will have scared them. And don't even get me started on the ways that women are portrayed as frivolous, whereas men are, you know, clever with money and all of that sort of stuff. Whereas women, it's just, we're so flighty. We just can't help spending everything on lipstick. So this is all feelings, stories, experiences, societal conditioning. Is it any wonder we find ourselves saying, I can't afford it rather than delving into all of that stuff? So try to ascertain if your sense that you cannot afford it is based on feelings or facts. And I really want you to make space for both. I don't want you to feel like it can only be feelings. I must be making this up. Maybe not. But equally, all your feelings are not facts. Another sneaky one that can creep in here is the old fear of success, that juicy one. Sometimes the thing that's holding us back from investing is the feeling that actually, if we do do this, if we take this leap and all that we are dreaming of might actually happen, and that can be terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Do not underestimate your brain's ability to keep you in familiar spots because what matters to your subconscious mind is that you stay in patterns it understands, familiar patterns. It does not matter to your subconscious if that pattern is not working out that well for you. Your brain doesn't care. It's like, yeah, I know we're not thriving here, but we know it. So let's stay there. So if you're not used to doing this, of course, it's going to feel weird. Of course, you're going to tell yourself, I just can't afford it. Quickly sweep it under the rug. What I'm asking you to do is pull it out. Look at it. Look at what you've just thought. Is that true? Can I really not afford this? And then we'll get to the next point in a minute. I think it's point four. So number three is one I've already mentioned fleetingly, but it deserves its own whole point. Often when we are considering spending money on something, we imagine that that's it. We're just going to give away our money and it will be gone. Like we're just chucking it in the bin (laughs) or gifting it, probably not chucking it in the bin, gifting it in exchange for this other thing. But when it comes to investing in your business, you're meant to get a return on investment. The definition of investment is putting money into something with the expectation of achieving a profit. 
Profit means making more than you put in. Making an investment decision with ROI in mind, so return on investment in mind, is a game changer in any business. One of the best examples I can think of this is when it comes to hiring in a team. Most businesses will get to a point where they just can't do everything by themselves. A lot of you listening will be at that point. A lot of you will not have hired somebody yet because you're like, and I get that. It's really normal. Most people feel that way. But often we can feel like we aren't ready yet for that extra help because we're like, oh, but I don't have that extra cash. But extra help should mean you are freed up to earn more. My income has always jumped after taking that leap, but I've rarely had the money just lying around. It's rare that I've been like, oh, cool. That person costs 500 pounds a month. I happen to just have 500 pounds a month left over at the end of every month. Sometimes, often, there is a gap. It isn't always as neat as having cash lying around. I've got this cash. What can I do with it? I know I'll hire someone. Instead, it often looks like, oh my God, I don't have enough time to get all I want to get done done. I'll hire someone in and that then frees you up to get what you need to get done and you make more money. Sometimes we have to trust that we know how to make money. Freeing you up to do what you're best at is always a good business decision. It also may not be as obvious as something like an assistant or a team member. Hiring a cleaner, a therapist, going to yoga classes, getting your nails done, regular haircuts, they can all lead to a return on investment. You know, that your cleaner frees up your time, but not just your time in terms of cleaning, but also your time uh, that you spend looking at dusty corners of your house and feeling ashamed with yourself. I know I'm not alone. I remember, man, I can't even tell you before we got a cleaner when the last time our upstairs had been vacuumed, it was appalling. Similarly, things like a therapist, yoga, stuff that's for your mental health, If you are healthier in your mind, you are going to be released to make more money because you are not having to deal with all the stuff that comes with that. Nails bring you joy. And when you feel joy, well, they bring me joy. I know they bring a number of you joy as well, all of you. But when I've got my nails done, I just feel happy whenever I look at them. Those injections of joy, there is a return on that investment. Investing in your calm and joy is super important and has its own ROI. So number four, and this is probably the one you're all waiting for. So, hooray, how do we actually make the money? Well, obviously I can't completely cover it in one episode. (laughs) That would be amazing, but I'm not that good. So often I hear people say, I just can't afford it, shrug their shoulders, or worse, feel horrible about themselves because it's part of a long history of not being able to afford things. And then they just give up. I can't. That's not for me. I get lots of messages when a course happens that just say, I'm not in that place right now. To stress again, for some people that will be true for many reasons. But what I always respond with is something along the lines of, of course, that happens sometimes. The course isn't going anywhere. And is there anything you can do? Because do you know what I do when I can't see how I could immediately afford something? I make a plan and I make it a game. I make it fun. So one thing I might do is release something for exactly the amount I need, if there's a way I could do that. So the example I'm thinking of is a long time ago in my business, although some of you listening might have even bought one of these. I really wanted these gold ankle boots and they went on sale for 90 pounds. And at the time, 
that was a lot of money to me. I can't remember the last time I'd spent that kind of money on, on clothes. So I released these power hours, hour long calls with a bit of email support, I think afterwards, and I made them 90 pounds and I released five. And I said to myself, when I get the money in for the first one, I'm buying those boots immediately. And I did. And it was so much fun. And I've still got the boots and they're amazing. So ask yourself, how could I bring in that money? So often we look at how we can save money elsewhere and that has its place. But less frequently do people think more expansively. How can I make this happen? What can I sell? What can I offer? How can I approach this from a different angle? How can I think outside of the box? Is there a bundle I could put together? Is there a sale I could put on? Could I approach somebody that's been wanting to work with me? Could I do that thing I've been putting off? Can I kind of step into what I'm hoping this course is going to do for me or this thing? Because this is it. When we're investing in something, it isn't just about the thing. It's about who will become when we invest in the thing. You know, and that could be that you're getting a machine that's going to make what you produce easier. But then you're going to be one of those business owners who's got that machine. And then you feel like, oh, I think I'm going to be a different version of me in that space. And that's why, and I see this time and time again, and I'm sure those of you who are coaches who are listening, you may have experienced this too, where people invest in one of my courses and it hasn't even started yet. And they message me and they're like, I'm already making more money. What have you done? And obviously I've done nothing. They have invested in themselves and it has sparked something in them that means they're showing up slightly differently. There's something magical about backing yourself in that way. And again, there's going to be times where it doesn't work, where you're like, oh, it just isn't the right time. But time and time again, what I've done is just be like, how does how do I make this happen? I am not going to settle for that old story where I can't do this. Look at this. This opportunity's come along for me. And once again, I'm not good enough for it because if I was good enough for it, I'd have the money lying there. There's different things to do. You might go for the payment plan and you might tell yourself, and I've done this a number of times, right, here's my plan to make sure I have that money month after month. It's your choice. I'm not suggesting one way for you to do it. I'm just saying I trust you to make a decision that you can get behind. So that was number four. Number five, trust your intuition. No business, as I've already said, can do anything without investing. Trust yourself. Know that no investment is truly wasted. And I really believe that, but I know it takes some time to kind of cultivate that belief this is a confession from me. I once invested £4,000 in a course and I did it from a place of insecurity, actually. I wanted that course to tell me that I was who I was. I wanted like validation from that course. And as I started to do it, it really wasn't me. It just didn't work for me for many reasons. And so I barely did any of it because I have to be really interested to stick to things like that, those sort of learning courses. And yeah, I wasted that investment like officially in terms of actually showing up and doing the work. However, what I got from it was a confidence in what I already knew, which was what I wanted. I realized by looking at what I was being taught that I knew a lot of that stuff. I was already using it and I could trust myself. So really I did get what I wanted from it. 
I got my return on investment. It made me more confident as a coach, just not in the way I imagined. So trust your instincts, trust yourself. Know that not for every investment, but for many, many investments, you will learn something from it. It might not be what you expected to learn, but if you come to it with an open mind, often there'll be some stuff that you can glean from it, even if it's, wow, I shouldn't have invested in that. I should have trusted my instincts more because I had reservations. That's a very, very important business lesson. So to recap, number one, check you're not being pressured. Number two, check in with your feelings. Are the stories that are playing out in your mind or are they stories that are playing out in your mind? Are they true or are they a symptom of something else? Number three, focus on that return on investment. What is this going to bring into your business? Rather than just looking at the money you're parting with, look at what's going to come back. Number four, get creative and get playful. Get expansive rather than squashing yourself in, rather than succumbing to the story that maybe you've always had, that you miss out, that you can't do this. And trust yourself. Whichever way it goes, you've got this. So I hope those tips have been helpful. Obviously, this is a big topic, so I'm not suggesting I've covered it all, but I really hope this gives you sort of some, a place to stand when it comes to how to make these decisions about investing and what you can do to make them happen in your business. I also wanted to let you all know that my money course plenty is now open. Really excited about that. It's open till, I'm not going to remember right, but we'll have that in the show notes. It's towards the end of May. I think it's like the 24th of May, maybe. It might be slightly before though. So do check the show notes. Don't just listen to what I'm saying. Better people would have checked that information, but I'm not better people. So if you want to start the process of unraveling your money stuff, then it's an excellent place or an excellent course to invest in. In fact, I wish more people would invest in courses like this one or in kind of figuring out their money stuff before they went making those bigger investments. Because when we do that, When we do it that way round, we're able to come to those investments with a greater understanding of ourselves and our placing in the world and our relationship with money and the way that the the kind of feelings it provokes in us and things like that. So I always say, get your money stuff in order and then you can go off and invest in the marketing stuff and all of those things without it trying to fill a void in you that, that really those things can't fill. All right. Thank you for listening. I will see you all or what's the word? I won't see you, will I? But I will be here again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Making Women. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I'd be so grateful if you'd share about it on Instagram or if you could kindly leave a review. Both of those things are really amazing ways to support what we're talking about here. And you can, of course, find me on Instagram. I'm Ray underscore Dodd. And also in my free Facebook group, which is called Money Making Women. I'll see you next time.